Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, well, we looked ahead to Manchester United, Brighton. Yes. In the company of two comedians that support both clubs. Both fanatics, Paul. Yeah, proper fans. Uh, Justin Morehouse, Manchester United fan, of course, friend of the show. A lot of people thought he might have been Tyson Fury. They think he sounds yeah, like Tyson Fury. He sounds like Tyson big Fury. Big <laughs> um, And Stephen Grant, the yes. comedian from uh, Brighton. And, uh, yeah, they both uh, stood their corner ahead of tonight's Premier League game. Um, we spoke to Robert Lee, the former tour golfer and Sky commentator, about Tiger Woods. Nearly yeah. a year on, almost a year on from that car accident. Will we ever see him back to anything like his best again? And he tantalisingly... Dangled a little carrot. Yeah, you never know with Tiger, dear. You never. Uh, know. It was an interesting one, and we had plenty to talk about, mainly Loads. because the phones weren't working for the guests. <laughs> so we found ourselves uh, chatting, probably not more even than, allowed to play any records, Paul. And God bless you, you got involved as well with some very uh, good emails and texts. Hopefully, we'll bring you some of those as well. Here it all is. Seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, and, uh, Paul. You you featured on TV, didn't you? Not uh, TV. Over the weekend, not strictly TV, but um, you got quite. You went and watched your team. You were telling us last week you were going mm. to watch your team. Talk United take on Dover. Yes. And um, yeah, you you were kind of front and centre, weren't you? Not front and centre, Paul. Down at down at Crabble, not the Crabble. I learnt that very okay. very. It's not the Plane more, is it, Paul? Why is it called Crabble? Is it in Crabble Road? I think it's the river. Crabble Rock. Is it the River, <laughs> dance your cares away. Yeah, um, I think it's the Crabble River, Paul. I, right. I will be. I'm sure somebody will tell us. If Crabble that's River in Dartford. Completely wrong. Um, Dover, sorry, not Dartford. Uh, Stood behind the goal, and if you stand behind the goal and your team score, you do get. Were on. you with the Torquay Ultras? Well, mm. it was unsegregated. Mm. Oh, okay. There weren't many there, Paul. I know I get right. in trouble for saying this. Yeah. There's not a lot of fans at a lot of these grounds, but there mm. weren't many there. It was unsegregated, so you could stand behind one mm. goal and then you could walk up the other end and stand behind the, oh, behind that's the nice. other goal yeah, nice in the that. second half. Uh, Does scored... that normally happen at National League level? Uh, I imagine it happening further down the food chain than that. Yeah, but... not always. National League South it normally was, mm, yeah. but uh, National League Nice. Level... Nice you can do that. I used to... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very nice. Stood behind a goal mm. for our winner, Paul, mm. and you see me going up. And then running yeah. down the stairs and going to see the players and chucking me. I, well, you I, threw, I lost myself. You Paul. threw your scarf onto the myself. pitch. I didn't mean to, Paul. And, but one of the players kindly picked the scarf up and threw it back. Yeah, which it went to. to a fan at the front, and they went, "Oi, Charlie!" Because they knew it was your <laughs> no, scarf. They didn't know. It was my scarf. That they was gave a mistake. it. The bloke didn't give it back to you, didn't he? No, he did. He did. Because yeah. I mean, what can the player do with it? He can't wear it for this. It's not like they've won the cup, so I, he can I, wear I, it. So I had he can wear it with a trophy parade. Uh, I had visions of like Alan Hansen in a Liverpool bucket hat yeah. in 1986. But if you've got about another sort of ten minutes to play, you can't do it with a scarf on. Can't <laughs> they you? should. Yeah, like a, like a kid's tied game. it round his wrist. You know those kids' games where they have to put on oven gloves and then chop up chocolate. I've not seen that. You never seen that no, one, Paul? That's a great game. Paul. Okay, really. Knife and fork. Get dressed. Oven gloves. No. Coat. Scarf, is this a new hat. game? No, it's like an old kid's school game. Really? Oven gloves on, knife and fork. You have to chop, thank you. Becky's nodding. In, yeah, in the Becky knows. She's a mum. She Do you knows. still play it with your kids? You chop no, up no, like a big... A, I think they've got a PS5 <laughs> instead now. They've moved on. That was the... It's not EA Sports. It's okay. not EA Sports EA chopping Sports up chocolate. chopping up chocolate in oven gloves. <laughs> yeah. You never used to do that, Paul. 
No, not as far as I can remember. We didn't have chocolate when I was a kid, you know. So sad, Paul. Now, um, you may recall last week we put out a a suggestion for you to get in touch on, and we and it was it was in the news, and we thought we'll never get any feedback (laughs) on this. It was. What have you ever dropped in the North Sea? Have you ever dropped anything in the North Sea? This was off the back of the uh, Wagger for Christie. I can't believe I wasn't here for that. Well, it was it was kind of in your spirit, really. really. We did it. We did it in your name. And um, surprisingly, we got about three very good yeah. examples of it. So I suppose today we're asking, have you ever mistakenly taken your granddad's medication? <laughs> God, the phones have gone mad already. It's like, it's like we're giving away a car. Look at that. It's lit up the board. But, uh, you know, it's so easy, isn't it? You're a 15-year-old girl. You go down your granddad's house. Yeah. Hello, granddad. How are you? <laughs> it's me. How you been? Uh, how's Nan? <laughs> And, oh, uh, yeah, can I have one of your sweets, which is in a child-proof bottle there on the shelf? <laughs> oh, no. Or- that little orange pot of sweets. to have taken your heart pills. We've all done it. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's funny because it's true. So, um, yeah, do share with us today. Mm. Have you ever taken your... Maybe we should take some granddad tales. I think my granddad used to swear by vinegar. My granddad... I take it my granddad used to swear. <laughs> based on my nan. If he was better than my nan at swearing. Oh, she really? was brilliant at yeah. swearing. She made she made it an art form. Full Catherine Tate. Old East she... End Cockney art oh, form she made. It stuff. was marvellous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My swearing nan will take those phone calls. Oh, yeah, no, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> is, your, is your nan with you? Get her on. Yeah, no, um, Sadly not. No. Yeah, my granddad used to swear. Harry used to swear by uh, vinegar in oh, yeah. stuff. On like he would put vinegar on his head, like to get make his hair grow. He used to put vinegar on and his head. I think he did. Or honey, vinegar or honey, one of the two. It's a big difference, isn't if it? My mum's listening. No, your toast <laughs> a bit rubbish these days. Yeah, <laughs> terrible on chips. Yeah, really yeah. sweet chips. Yeah. <laughs> really so yeah, awful, why did your yeah. granddad put honey and or vinegar just, on his he, hair? He was ahead of his time. He was with his sort of health food situation, right? And he thought vinegar would, would do what? Who knows, Paul? <laughs> Listen, he lived till he was about 96. Yeah. So, you know, played golf every day and, and put vinegar on everything and, and, and everything. So. Oh, OK. Well, we'll take we some are. granddad tales, but specifically, have you ever mistakenly taken your granddad's medication? Yeah. That does feed us into something we're going to be chatting about this afternoon. Of course, the Winter Olympics and uh, the 15-year-old uh, Russian athlete. That, that was, of course, one of the things that has been suggested is how the uh, banned substance got in her body. She is going to be able to... Comp- Pete, this afternoon in the next uh, half hour or so. And, uh, yeah, Camilla Valieva. And we'll be uh, chatting about that uh, a little bit later on mm. because it's a, a massive amount of fallout and you can understand the Olympic Committee, most right-thinking people, don't agree with what's happened. It just always sounds like... It's like the old wild boar sausage thing. It just sounds so... Well, that, no, look, look that, that, that can that happen. That can happen. Okay, that, that can, can happen. That can happen, yeah, sure. Yes, that's we not don't a, know it can't. That's not a terrible... Um, no, uh, exactly. Thing to say, but you yeah. just sort of go... It, do, it does feel like, yeah. oh, this doesn't feel real, especially... Well... As they've said, mm. if she is fifteen, and then the and the rules are different, then yes. not everyone's playing under the same rules. No, they? that's so very so. true. So apart from that, uh, um, you were telling us, Charlie, something you didn't get round to um, before. You, we, last night, Valentine's evening, a lot of yes. people did nice, lovely Valentine's things, but you've encountered non-Valentiny things in the past. I'd like uh, some mm. unromantic Valentine's sport nights, sports mm. based. About fifteen yeah. years ago, I was in a village cricket team, the Bell Inn. Uh, we used to play mm. for the Bell Inn, and. Uh, they, the, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I won't okay. rephrase it. Um, <laughs> bowling, and they put their did their AGM. Oh yeah. On and the AGM this year it will be Monday the fourteenth of February. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> that's Valentine's night. But of course, as you know, a bunch of old village blokes weren't interested. So no, that's so when they had the AGM that evening. The cricket AGM was on Monday the fourteenth of February. Okay. So I thought that's a pretty and I can imagine there's a few people last night at West Brom Blackburn Nil. Yeah. Uh, Come on, we're going out. We're going out. Take you into town. We're going into town. We're heading for we seem to be heading for Birmingham. We'll be going to a nice restaurant. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh we've gone past Birmingham. We're in Samwell. We're in we're in we're in yeah we're in yeah. oh we're going well, to be we're, nice. You must have somewhere lights special. Lights are on at the up. Hawthorns there must be a restaurant just around the corner. Uh, but no, we're, we're going to the game. We're going to watch, uh, yeah. Nil-nil. Someone's got to tell Steve he's not there to keep them up. He's there to get them up. <laughs> it's a great result, but he's got to get them up, Steve, this time. You're not keeping them up, you're getting them up. It's a big it's a, it's a big thing. difference. A big different dif- switch. A bit more pressure. Uh, well, no, there's no more pressure. It's exactly the same pressure, just at the other end of the table. Anyway, coming up, uh, yes, we will be chatting about... Uh, well, the, the, this is the headline on the Telegraph Sport today. The day the Olympics died, it was said by someone from the US camp. They feel... 
this is a defining moment in in world sport. Um, oh, so we will be chatting about that shortly. Michael's been in touch. My dad used to apply vinegar as suntan lotion. Oh, there we go. That lovely, doesn't sound. Man. That doesn't sound good, does it? People swear by vinegar, Paul. Surely you'd smell like an old bag of chips, wouldn't you? Oh, it might, be, might be the look people like. I mean, I know it's, it's, there used to be that page in the Daily Mail, didn't it? Vinegar, all the things you can do with vinegar. This is the vin. Power your car or a jet airliner. <laughs> Get any stain out the carpet. It makes you a different colour. Yeah. But it's acid, Paul, isn't it? It's but, acid. Yeah, but I'm not sure you should be putting that on a suntan lotion. Kids, don't try that at home. I'd much rather you try and cut chocolate up with a pair of oven gloves on <laughs> and an overcoat. I can't believe you never did that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talksport. My dad sprays vinegar on himself after he's had a shower because it stops bacteria and helps you not smell of BO, apparently, (laughs) says James. You do smell of vinegar, though. This is the book they often sell in the old um, tabloids. He's got a a book, A Thousand and One Uses for Vinegar. Oh, yeah. He even puts it in the screen wash for his car. So uh, there we are, That's a good idea, Paul. I that works. Charlie was telling us his granddad used to rub vinegar into his head. I think his own head, not in Charlie's. Vinegar or or honey, one of the two. (laughs) It hasn't quite worked out. My mum will have to remind me. Anyway, we've got a uh, Premier League game tonight. Manchester United uh, versus Brighton. And it's been pretty much open season on United after that draw against Southampton at the weekend. People looking at all sorts of reasons why it's not going well. The sports psychologists are going in. There's a feeling they're too anxious to commit to the pressing game. The reverse gears aren't good enough, says Harson Hootle. <laughs> Paul Ince says in today's um, Sun, uh, Manchester United are being run just like the dog and duck. <laughs> Well, let's see what a, a seasoned Manchester United fan, uh, comedian, actor, um, Justin Morehouse makes of it all. Good afternoon, Justin. Justin. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah. Yes. What's it? I mean, not everybody has their turn in the barrel um, as a football club, but um, yeah, it's, you, you know, you've been taking up a lot of column inches last forty-eight hours as a club, haven't you? Yeah, I genuinely as well think that the, 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 the mainstream media, uh, which is you guys, yeah, also yeah. missed a big story the weekend is. Uh, Surely that must have been the first Premier League game managed by two Ralphs. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it probably was. It, it was, yeah. Yeah, yes, it country. was, yeah. yeah fantastic. Yeah, that should so have been that should I, have been the main takeaway, shouldn't it, really? That should have been the main takeaway. The, the worst thing that happened in the game was my mate Paul, he goes to the match with me. At one point, he turned to me and he said this phrase, they've given him the freedom of Old Trafford. Like he was commentating. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was poor on Saturday. They do look nervy. I mean, there's no surprise, really, is there? I mean, we've all had a supply teacher at school, haven't we? You're not doing your maths homework, are you, when he comes in? You know what I mean? He's got to be gone in a few weeks. You know, who cares? The players don't care. There's a lot of 
uncertainty at the football club. I love saying that. Like, you know, they say that the football, the football club, club. managers yeah, always say, yeah, don't yeah. they? It's important to the football club. They all say that as well. If he won in the foot race, what other kind of race were they having on the pitch? <laughs> Motocross <laughs> in a foot race. Um, a- yeah. So, I mean, I've been on this, I've been on your show a, a number of times now, and I have nothing new to tell you other than <laughs> it's really disappointing. Hmm. Hey, there was a, a story yesterday, Neil Custis and the Sun saying that the signing of Ronaldo has been a bit of a disaster, that, you know, he's starting to show his age. Too many players are sort of, you know, they feel like they've got to give him the ball because otherwise they'll get chewed out. Younger players maybe not playing their game because they're enthralled to him. I mean, do you witness that as a Manchester United fan or do you think, do you look back, will you say it was a good bit of business and it was the right thing to do? I mean, all the time will tell on that. I mean, what I will say about Ronaldo is he's, he, you know, he, he's, he's very obvious that he gets frustrated and he's a bit of a mardy bum, you know, and, and that's not pleasant to see. But I'll tell you the other side of it. I'll tell you that when Alanga missed the penalty, Ronaldo was the first player to go to him and tell him to learn from it and to be good for it. Mm. Well, I went to the Burnley game when we were poor again away at Burnley and they were taking a corner right in front of us. And Ronaldo came over to the corner ticket and was telling him what to do. And it's not like he doesn't care. Mm. You know what I mean? And when he gets substituted and he throws his shit on, it's because he wants to play every minute of every game. And don't forget, he scored 14 goals for us. You know, where would it be without those goals? We might have been even worse. So... It's easy to blame Ronaldo, and it, you know it's easy to have a go at him because he's such this, you know, this this iconic figure and this kind of e- e- easy target in, in many ways. But you know, I think there are bigger problems than than how you know is Ronaldo in balancing the side at, at Manchester United right now. Do you think they've made it too complicated, Justin? Like, don't they? Do they need to just go right? Like, real Mike Bassett manager it. We're going to play 4 4 2 till the end of the season. This is going to be the first 11, and anything outside of that, we're not going to drift it. And that, that would probably get you top four. Did you watch Man United when you played Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the thing is, 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 you can't just do that. I mean, you, you, you know, the, the, those days have gone now, and I think we're, we're in a, you know, we use a quick transition all the time in, uh, in football, but I think. You know, we are transitioning as a football club from, you know, we had this, you know, we had this manager for 20 odd years that we will never see the likes of in world football again, never mind Man United. And I think it's getting your heads around that. And I think they made some mistakes over the last eight years. And I don't know whether appointing an interim manager was the right move this season either, because, you know, unless they know who they want and they've got who they want and they're ready with who they want, and if that person is either Ten Hag or if it's, uh, Enrique, or if it's indeed uh, Pochettino, we, we, we don't know yet. But it seems, you know, <laughs> what's disappointing is some of the players are like trying. That's the worst thing mm. when you yeah. watch it. Do you know what I mean? And you know me. I think I've always been a bit balanced and fair, and I'm not a reactionary to this. We've had our moments in the sun recently, but actually, we're still paying this full price. We're still going to think. We still we should be getting more for our and I don't mean my 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 city players, but the club should be getting more out of these players than they get. Yeah, the um, it's a perfect storm though. I think at the moment with yeah. with the Lingard situation, with other things that happen outside um, football at Man United. You know, the Pogba situation is he going? Is he staying? Do you know what I mean? Will Ronaldo be there next year? Can Cavani sign another deal? You know, we need to stop having these. You know, end of their career. Superstars, Man United turned into Quentin Tarantino film many times. I'm expecting us to sign Harvey Cartel next. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, Justin? What's the kind of mood among the fans when you're sort of you know you're having a drink, and you're chatting? But yeah, and so are they, are they pointing blame? They think Rangnick was a bad idea. Are they are they hitting out of the players? Who seems to be getting it in the neck? Well, the, the, the people responsible for the Malays of Manchester United at the moment are clearly the Glazer family. Yeah. They they you know the, most of the ire is for them, hmm. um, you know, they, they haven't put a brass father in, as a, as the 1930s me would say. Uh, <laughs> they, haven't put, they haven't put a penny into the club and, and they continue to, under their watch, have mismanaged it, in my opinion. Um, that said, you know, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say Deadwood at the club, but there's a lot, you know, it needs a polish, a lot of it. Hmm. You know, I think for me, there's five or six players to go and there's five or six players to come in and, I think we just have to accept that, you know, we're in a position now where we haven't got a permanent manager. We haven't got players who are on permanent contracts. You know, some of the players are playing 
appalling rates, you know. And and is that what is the reason for that? Is that down, is it down to coaching? Is it down to themselves? Point of you know, when it comes to criticizing Man United, I'm I'm loath to do it because you know, as I said before to you, you know, when they put that red shirt on, they live my dreams for me. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever go at your dreams? Do you know what I mean? But I'm also in this sort of I've got one foot in the Roy Keane camp, and his exasperation, you know, is such you can see it. It's like this is you know, you play and it's not Man United, it's Man United, Liverpool, Real Madrid, you know, every any big club in the world. What motivation do you need? And you know, I'm sick of hearing on social media and in post-match interviews, the club captain and other big players at the club saying, you know what, we know what we've done wrong, we've got to put it right, it hurts. I don't hear about that. I want to hear that Harry Maguire went in the, in the changing room and someone threw a chair at him. Yeah. I mean, he might miss. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To miss him, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, that's what I want. I want anger. I, yeah. You know, I mean, what would, what, what would, what would you, what would you give for a Roy Keane in that team right now? Yeah. Well, look, before we let you go, I, I see your podcast is out today, your, a new edition. Well, what, what else are you up to? Tell us about that and what else you're up to at the moment. Well, at the moment, I'm just having a meeting with uh, my team. Nice. Uh, one person called Rachel who does a podcast for me. <laughs> um, uh, today, this week's episode is quite nice. It's got a good chat with uh, your colleague, Max Rushton, on there. Oh, wow. Oh, Tough dear. booking. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that hard, to be honest with you. Yeah, to bang him. <laughs> so I got Max, we've got Max on there, uh, backstage at a comedy club in Warrington. My daughter is about to start stand-up and she revealed her first oh. punchline to me, oh. uh, which I can't say on, on your show. It was, it was disgusting. <laughs> good pe- good so parenting. That was, yeah, I mean, I remember once Charlie uh, mocking the podcast um, uh, once backstage at the Coliseum Theatre in London, I believe. He, somebody said, oh, have you got a podcast? And Charlie said this phrase, yeah, in London, you're never more than three foot away from a podcast. Which <laughs> is true. <laughs> Not mocking your podcast, all podcasts. Just the whole genre Justin, of podcasts. The whole genre. And which you'll be doing You never these... bother to get your finger out yourself, have you, Charlie? Made your own. Yeah, I've got my own podcast. The National exactly. Obsession now, podcast about National League exactly. football. Why don't you start? Now, now, now you've got your own. Now, mm. now you like to talk about them, don't you? But I remember you used to mock me. Yeah. You should start your own podcast, Charlie. You're never more than three feet away from a podcast. Exactly, the anti-podcast yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, Just never do it, yeah. yeah. You'll be there tonight, Justin, will you? Thick and thin. <laughs> well, how dare you call my children that? <laughs> hey. Hey, we're, going, we're going as a family because the family that is miserable to get the state. <laughs> well, look, enjoy the match. I think, you will, I think you'll get a result tonight. I think it'll be tight, a bit of 2-1, but I think you probably will. But I won't say that to Stephen Grant, who's going to chat to us in an hour. So, <laughs> oh, all the best. Oh, I can't believe we've got to play two teams, Brighton and Hove. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Justin. All the best. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. It's uh, Justin Morehouse. See, there. now he's gone, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> the, the problem, you can really put no, the, the boot prob- in. The problem yeah. with Manchester United, is, for me, you're sort is it they, for they constantly looking backwards. Constantly looking back at their great days that have gone by with under Sir Alex. Club, isn't but it? Sir Alex Ferguson didn't do that. He drove them forwards. He looked forwards. He changed the game. And that's what they need to do now. Someone to come in change the game, drive them on, stop yeah. looking backwards. Go in there and say, you can take all your medals and chuck them in the bin. Exactly. Do a cluffy. Do a cluffy, drive them on. That's what they need to do. Stop looking, stop hiring managers because they were scored from once in a oh, league I mean, that f- was a final. De- this was a departure from that. This was a more sort of bookish, erudite, sort of uh, nothing to do with the club type yeah, but of it's point holding, isn't it? It's a, they're in a holding pattern. Yeah. So I mean, some move managers... On. I've been good at that. I mean, you know, Chelsea have done all right when they've had interim managers mm. and come away and won something. It's I not, think they missed the trick yeah, with Carrick. A... I think they missed the trick not giving it to Michael Carrick and saying, right. chuck everything out. You've got five years on your go. What do you mean, kind of looking back at an era when... No, 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 no he just, just was good at it, wasn't <laughs> oh, okay. he? He was good. He was good. Thank you, caller. There we are. It's me making a serious I'll withhold the £100 worth of Wix vouchers for now. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. As we await our guests, um, people have been getting in touch. Steady Eddie is taking you to task, Charlie, at the oh, top yeah. of the show. He says, when you kick off the show, why does Charlie never say good afternoon to the listeners like uh, Paul mm. does? Very rude, he Very says. Rude. There's a reason for that, isn't I, it? I, well, I see it, Paul, as a constant conversation. Yeah, there is no start, I, I don't there need, is no I don't end. need to say, you know, hello. I, 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 when I, 
I don't understand why on radio people have to go, how are you? I don't know. How are you? No one's interested. Let's get on with the I conversation. You I know you don't, you Paul. Exactly. So let's get on with the conversation. <laughs> radio is there. We're there to be... It. A it's con- like jazz. Exactly, Paul. What you're just, saying here is the whole thing. It's just... It's just one straight line. It's not just lots yeah. of little stops. So when we come back on Thursday, I shouldn't yeah. even do an intro. I should just anyway, Charlie. Like we just... Before exactly. we were really interrupted like we were just chatting. 48 hours. You've been talking to the listeners for 21 years, Paul, and they love yeah. you. No, they don't. They love you, Paul. Steady Eddie, the real reason is doesn't like the listeners. See, now you know. <laughs> it's not true. That isn't true, Now, um, we asked you about have you ever taken your granddad's medication? Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, a very zeitgeisty, cool topic to get you yeah. involved in. Uh, my mate, who was a teacher, took what he thought was a hay fever tablet before going to work. Turned out to be his dad's a diazepam. Oh, dear. He taught the best lesson of his career. Wouldn't that <laughs> make him a bit groggy? <laughs> yeah. I've not been, I'm not sure it would have been. that's going to help. Before being sent home, says Sammy oh, in Enfield. Dear, but not your granddad, so strictly no. speaking, not quite as successful as have you ever dropped anything in the North Sea, which no. uh, proved quite a rich seam. Did you take your granddad's medication is, uh, is yeah. what we want, isn't it, Paul? It, it is, that's but I mean, it's surprisingly been quite a difficult... It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> in fact, it's probably happened once. It's not the sort of thing everyone's and got there a story con- for. And there were consequences. <laughs> um, you went to Dover Athletic the other I did, day, Charlie. I did. And you featured on the highlights on the highlights the game. yeah we've put it on the TSH and so do tell Twitter us if you feed. ever featured on the highlights yeah just in the, just in behind the goal wasn't it just in behind the goal yeah you and you um, threw your scarf onto the pitch thrown back by yeah. one of the uh, talkie I regret, players I regret that bit um, but we got there early we got there quite early because you're never sure how long it's going to take to get to Dover Paul yeah. could take you two hours could take you eight hours you never know yeah, do you? so right. if you want if you're trying to reach a kickoff time mm. for instance then so we got there parked up and uh, as we were walking out the car park to go to the pub, the Cricketers, very nice little nice pub you, yeah. in Dover there. Uh, the team coach, talking about a team coach oh, pulled up. nice. Oh, that's, a, that's always a thrill, isn't How it, Paul? Close to, I mean, in the world of non-league, yeah. the world of obviously uh, top-level yeah. Premier League football, they're, they're stewards, a line of yeah. stewards. I mean, some people standing, will you sign my shirt? Some of the players come over, give you a wave, yeah. or they get booed, or they get a load of yeah. filth uh, directed I mean, It was them. me, my son, and my brother, and my friend Tom. So there was just four of us. There you. was four of us. And Nobody there was one there. Actually, I lie to you, there was one steward. To get into uh, Crabble, you have to go up a hill, yeah. and they do lay on a courtesy car, which is a golf cart. Um, <laughs> for some people who can't get up the oh, hill, okay. they will take you up in a golf cart. That's Very nice, nice Yeah, that's situation. a nice thing. So, did the players acknowledge you as they well, got off? As you, they got did off. Did you clap or did you say all of their names I was, individually? I was Have doing a good, some good clapping. Good luck today, Good luck, lads. Well done last week. That sort of thing. Well done, Tom. Tom Lapsley. Excellent and when there player. isn't that buffer of a lot of people... Yeah, it felt embarrassing, Did you Paul? feel a bit odd? I felt embarrassed. You're just basically one man clapping. It's like Citizen Kane. Like and a you're, gr- you're I was a grown-up man clapping... Sort of young men getting off a coach. Yeah, which and what did they? Did they? Look, did no, they looked like they were up for it, and they won three one. So it yeah. obviously did some did help. It was only clench because you know Come the on, gaffer lads. Gary. So did Gary, Gary see you? I had a yeah, little Gary chat John. with Gary. Yeah, but did the you? most impressive thing was we've got a player on loan at the moment from mm-hmm. uh, QPR. He's on loan from called yeah. Stephen Duke McKenna. Oh, yeah. Lovely little player. Scored Saturday. Yeah, Very I've seen skillful. You having a chat with Charlie Austin yeah, yeah. about him in the past. Yeah, and now this is the National League for you, Paul. He got off the coach, and he had to push up the hill. That there's a courtesy car for yeah. the the sort of big basket yeah. on wheels full of kit. He had to push it he, up. He had to push it up the As, hill. I don't know if he'd lost so a bet or something on the coach. Because, but you know, Paul, yeah. I said to him, "Welcome to the National League, Stephen." Yeah. <laughs> and did he laugh? Uh, he sort of laughed and then just got on with it. You know. Yeah. So uh, uh, we're going to chat yeah. when we chat to Marvin close. We're, we're struggling with his line. We're getting back a bit later on. Yeah. One of the aspects of it. Are sort of under twenty three players coming from uh, league clubs yeah. into the non league? It's a shock. And he, he, the the secret non league footballer does tend to say that they they can they're not the greatest. Often they come in, they're a bit Billy Big Potatoes. Not all of them, but very often they've they've had a level of pampering yeah. at, at club level. Well, at it's changed, isn't it? Level. They've never played for three points against men who they who you're yeah. trying to take no, but food it's not off so their much, table. It's not so much that. It's more it's more about the attitude. Mm. You know. Turning up their nose at a knackered old dressing room in the, the you know the Conference South or look, whatever. It's a shock to the system. Exactly. But Stephen Duke McKenna, he got off, and the, he got off the coach, pushes up the, the hill, kick, sat on the bench for there. seventy minutes, got off the bench, scored the third goal. What about the, that? So very very good. Now, it was a great we, it was a great trip, Paul. We did ask we, earlier. So on. I will I will we will should take as well on the text. Yes. When did you see 
people getting off the team coach. Yeah, well, that's what was your nice. interactions with the players yeah, as they got off the, got the team coach? That's lovely, yeah. isn't it? Did you feel quite as eggy as Charlie did about <laughs> it? it? Did, I did feel a bit embarrassed. But Gary tells us Dover Athletic, uh, who play at Crabble, the yes. stadium was originally developed on Crabble Meadows in 1896. Yes. Uh, the area is called River, and it is the River Dewar that uh, well, goes yeah. through the area. Thank Sums you very much for that <laughs> local knowledge there. There we Gary. are, very, Thank very good. That's very, very good of you. There you go. There we are. I was sharing a roll-up with my granddad, and that afternoon I won the London Marathon. I wasn't even entered in. <laughs> <laughs> I came down four days later. That's Dave in Halifax. Oh, OK. So there it wasn't, it wasn't maybe... old Hoban then, clearly. <laughs> Little did he realise. Good old that, granddad. That, that, and that was an example Child of, of the all, 60s, always, no doubt. Always read a tweet before you read it out. Yes, OK. <laughs> that were uh, wise words. Yeah, that's right. Ricky Hatton's talking about coming out of retirement. Oh, is Have he, you seen yeah. this? We tried to get him on yesterday, but I think he's, he's, he's playing it down at the moment. But, yeah. Yeah, Ricky's talking about coming back for... And uh, Marco Antonio Barrera. Um, yes, that's a possibility. In a bit of an exhibition. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I agree with all that. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit I mean, worried about Conte, Paul. The vet circuit in the world of boxing, yeah. on the face of it, doesn't sound like a... It not sounds like a great idea, does, does it? Sound like a, let's get on the old vet circuit, the <laughs> legends. The legend circuit. <laughs> These in, old guys are really going to hit each other. In a, oh. in a, uh, in a sport like boxing, that's I'm right. I'm sure about The Conte I'm worried about, Paul. Why are you worried about uh, him? I know, I know you didn't have a great Sunday, did you? No, it was a terrible yeah, Sunday. Terrible. It, do you know, it was that classic thing of watching a terrible game of football, watching us be abject, and then a, a fair old walk back to the car. I do park a fair old way away yeah. for various reasons. And I got drenched. Yeah, you know, it's nothing worse. You're walking you back. Think, you're absolutely soaked. Why? Clearly they're not, so why should Got I? a lovely family. Could be home with them now. Could be sitting there. Could have watched and, it on the telly and saved myself all the grief. Yeah, I, I was worried about um, Conte's cap, Paul. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a, yeah, it was a club a shop. It was, it was in the Pulis envelope. I, well, it? this is the thing. I, as he turned, it's only yeah. taken a month. But if that and hair Spurs get, have turned him into a if that into hair Tony gets waterlogged, Lord knows what would, I mean, what would, what would happen there? What happens? Is it, Imagine is it, if that takes the full brunt of a, of a London downpour. What happens when it what, gets wet? Is it like it polyester? Do you think it would, like uh, Mick McManus's hair, like it's acrylic? <laughs> Would it would it do that or would it just go kind of flat and would it just yeah. uh, like tendrils, little black tendrils oh, all over his head? Would, would it, They'd look like dreads, would it, wouldn't they? They'd look very odd. I, imagine. I don't know what happens when it gets that no. wet. So he clearly wore it because he's been looking. He that wears reason. that boss coat, doesn't he, Paul? That brilliant coat, and he looks yeah. amazing in his coat, doesn't he? Yeah. And then the cap, he just looked like he'd won a prize. <laughs> Well, he, well, I just—I I don't know. He just—I mean—is that thing is a bad? It, shouldn't there be the machismo of a coach? Not—I mean—it goes back to—is a cap any better than an umbrella? For Steve, Steve McLaren yeah. gets pilloried for one, but Antonio can wear a cap. It just didn't. And he suit gets him. away with it. Yeah, it just didn't suit him, Paul. In my eyes. Um, okay. Oh, in the highlights, uh, Andy the Copite tells oh, us. Yeah. I've not read this one either, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I trust our team to not stitch us up. When I was a prison officer, a prisoner kicked my knee out wearing tearing my ACL. Oh. Was signed off sick for months. My second day off, I was offered a way ticket for Liverpool Upton Park and ended up on Sky Sports as oh, Stevie no. scored a pen. Ah, now, that's what they call Sons of the Desert. If you've seen the old Laurel and Hardy film, I'm they not. tell the wives they're going off to, conv- going off to convalesce yes. after Ollie has been taken ill as Stan is going with him. But they're off actually to Hawaii for the Sons oh, of the Desert beautiful. Convention. And they appear in the Pathé News. The wives, the, as they're called, the wives. It was a long yeah. time ago, folks. The wives <laughs> go off to the cinema to watch the Pathé News footage and to see Stan it. and Ollie skipping along in the parade with their Sons of the Desert fezzes on. Yeah. And that, that is a football Sons of the Desert, you know, when you get when you shouldn't be yeah. somewhere and you get well, picked wh- up by the friend, TV Wendy cameras. Wason, the comedian Wendy Wason, she was... She told her mum she was going somewhere else. She ended up going to Scotland versus Brazil right. in the World Cup mm. and uh, ended up on the front of the sun, drunk in a fountain. Uh, on the- <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, look, it's an old do, but we brought it up. And thank you, Andy the Copite, for that. But yeah, let's have your Sons of the Desert sporting moments, caught out like Stan and Ollie were when you shouldn't have been there, much like Andy. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We look ahead to the game between Manchester United and Brighton and Hove Albion yes. this evening. Uh, Graham Potter's 100th game um, with uh, the club. Uh, what a, a man who's enhanced his reputation, had a fantastic job. I think being coveted by other clubs, but seemed very happy and settled uh, in his work. Yeah. Especially since he got the beard, which I think was a game changer, we all agree. <laughs> 
Um, they're only three points behind Tottenham. Um, in uh, They're doing rather well. Their away record is sensational. Only matched by Manchester City. So all uh, the signs are good. Although their record against Manchester United is not stunning. Let's see what comedian and Brighton Hove Albion fan Stephen Grant makes of it all. Hi, Stephen. Hello there. You know what? I, when I wrote, knew that I was chatting to you guys, I wrote down a piece of paper likely to mention the beard. Yes, well, of course, <laughs> because I, I just think it's been a, it has been a game changer. It's the as we've t- called it before, it's the castaway, the the kind of slightly a man who lived in Sweden never grew one, comes to this country, yeah. grows a beard. He got it all uh, backside about face, but it's it's not harmed him, is it? I think it's seen a turnaround in fortune. But also, Stephen, yeah. far be it for me to link Brighton football fans and beards. Um, I, I can see where you're going with it, yep. and all I can say is family show yes. afternoon slot. Indeed, moving swiftly. I expect that from a guest, not a co-presenter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you. Uh, Graham Potter actually uh, still works at the club. He's the one without a beard. We've kept him in a basement. <laughs> but this is this is a new guy. Uh, this yeah. is uh, this is um, Pirate Potter, a new bearded <laughs> version. And Long he will John be the Potter. One he, Long John Potter, and he will be the one that other clubs are purchasing ah, come yeah, the end of the like season. It when attempting to try and thrust themselves further up the table. Very We're concerned good. right now. He's beginning to show the promise he's always promised to have. And mm. so, therefore, you know, he's being coveted. What we want now is to throw in a few shockers and then to fall back off people's radar. Yeah, because, lovely. you know what? Mid-table mediocrity was absolutely fine by us. <laughs> I know that because it's come to the point of the season when all the newspapers are doing the who's going to go down articles. Mm. And we have not been invited to that party for the first time since going up. Oh, and yeah. frankly, I feel left out. We've got <laughs> serious relegation FOMO right now. It's a wonderful time. So you're delighted you're going to have a mid-table mediocrity party. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're going to have pushing... pushing seven unbeaten. Pushing yeah. for the conference, uh, European conference competition party. Uh, uh, you know, I, I would like to say so, but um, you know what? I've just had a, um altitude nosebleed with you just mentioning that. So I, <laughs> I imagine the trip to Old Trafford may well put us in our place. Though, you know what? No club thinks we're easy to beat now. I mean, they never did they beforehand out of politeness, but now they don't have reality. I don't think even fans expect to roll us over anymore. And that is a sign of how well we're doing. But I think yeah. you go into tonight's game pretty even, Stephen, to be honest. It seems to be that you've got form. Manchester United haven't. They go ahead, but then they can't t- t- take advantage of, the, of that lead. Um, do, mm. do you feel the same, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is, is that both of us have got a form book that says that the actual end result should be a nailed uncertainty of one all. Yes, of course. Um, in, in as much as, you know, it are very good at going on the front foot. We're good at keeping the pressure on and we're very good at getting a last minute goal. Even when we won 2-0 against Watford, we still got a last minute goal <laughs> as if we hadn't read the script and thought we were having to draw at the last minute. So, so um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say a bang on one all, but yeah, we were in with a shout and, and, and United still on the day have got the players to turn it on. I'm not quite sure what's going wrong there. I don't want to say it out loud because, you know, but I doubt that the club directors are listening right now. But reality is someone like a Graham Potter would do wonders for Man United right now. But of course, he's not available and we've kept him in the basement. This is uh, the other Potter you're talking about. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Mope has, has, has been getting a lot of column interviews. He doesn't always get, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's a player that gets under op- opposition fan skins. He's, he's a kind of in-your-face-like player. I know opposition players, but very, aff- very effective player, isn't he? He, he is a brick house, but he's our brick house, and that's putting it politely. Um, yeah, he does. And but, but to be honest with you, the thing about Mope is he's, He's a, he's a bit of everything, which is why he, he will not be played in every game. Because in some situations, actually, he can be quite easily wound up. However, um, he's got that, you know, if you, want to, if you want to make a showreel of his best goals, it looks like you're looking at a future Balloon d'Or winner. Mm. <laughs> because when he scores them, they're, they're incredible. If you were to put together his glaring misses, it would look like we would ship him back to League Two. Um, so, you know, the reality of it is, is he's probably still not the, the um, nailed on striker we're looking for. But, you know, I think um, I saw um, Andy Naylor, who's a journalist, say it very recently about Mopey. The thing about the thing about Brighton is generally is to go up that next level. We require the kind of strikers who are looking to join a top four team. Mm-hmm. And we we, you know, that leap might well be actually beyond us. Yeah. So, you know, I. Actually, you know, when the quality is as good as Mopay, but we've got a slightly intermittent streak, 
you know, absolutely, you know, give us someone who can do the incredible and let's see what Graham can do in the next couple of years. Because I think once he gets his head straight, that guy is still only going to get better and better. You, you don't necessarily need to go down that route. I mean, the scouting at, at your club has been so good uh, generally mm. that, you know, you, probably the next big thing at Brighton we've never even heard of. Um, mm. that, that's, yeah, that, except that's for the impressive. guy... Except for the guy in charge of the scouting has just been snaffled by Newcastle. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you know. And took your, Dan Ashworth took was your very six foot seven right back or left back. He was very important to that, but there's a good team in place, and you know the, the way they tend to buy and the way they operate and their network. Uh, I, yeah. I can't see that completely drying up, to be honest. No, no, and I think we're going to be okay because obviously you, it is never a one man band in no. these situations. And and I think what happened is is that Newcastle were told that they want to copy Brighton's DNA. And somehow it got lost in translation to the Saudi owners, and they just went D A N, and they just signed <laughs> Dan Byrne and Dan Ashworth. That's, they, yeah. that's what they went. They just want Brighton's Dan. You're the two um, Dans, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so maybe they've left us alone for now until the summer. I don't know. But yeah, mm. the reality of it is, is that yeah, we need that structure in place because you know when people are good, they're going to go, and I don't care so long as they leave us in a better. Uh, place and when they found us and Dan Ashworth definitely did that yeah yeah quick word on your new comedy club you've opened uh, St- Stephen I know Chris, oh, yeah, no, Chris Eubank Jr exciting. was a big uh, visitor to your last one uh, right. wasn't it but, yeah uh, and he'll be coming to the new one as well I've coming to the new one. Oh, good he's stuff a huge, he's a huge comedy fan Chris Eubank Jr he's massive he, he came to shows all the time and the funny thing is he's always about holding a straight face but he tells me afterwards he absolutely loved the show <laughs> if, I could, if I could see him laugh yeah. I might retire tomorrow uh, but yeah, it's called the Forge Comedy Club, and it's at Ironworks Studios in Brighton. It's a brand new venue. It's pretty much the 21st Century Comedy Club, and yeah, we, the lineups are, are off the scale, brilliant. And so, if you go, if you look for Forge Comedy Club online, uh, it's every Saturday, starting Saturday week, and uh, we would love to see you there. Yeah, it's looking incredible. Great, enjoy the game tonight, Stephen. Cheers, All the best. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Sad day for me yesterday, Paul. Oh yeah. Um, not seriously. Um, okay. <laughs> I had to buy my son some new AstroTurf trainers for five-a-side football and for his football training and mm. for his PE at school. Right, okay. the, the, I normally go for like some brilliant ones for him because as he grows and gets bigger, he's a lot taller than me, I get them. Oh, okay. That's uh, nice. Recently, you, you recently, have that, recently got we were, the same size feet. Recently, we've had the, got the same size feet. Uh-huh. Uh, yesterday, he's a size 10 now, Paul. That's it. That That little perk is over. So... I've reduced the budget for the AstroTurfs. <laughs> because they've got no secondary use. I have, I'm have. i getting no use out of them now, Paul. Right. So now he's going to ha- just have to have, you know, whatever they are. So what's as it, they come. What's, is, he, is it still a brand? Is it still, still a, I said 50 quid. It used to be upwards of 50 quid. Wow. So he was 50 going, quid. Really? Because I said you can get Kaisers. did he make it? I mean, you can I'm get not... Kaisers or World Cups, which are the best we know, are yeah, the best yeah. football trainers. Best football boots by a long, long way. So what did he make 60, of your logic? Quid. It's because Dad can't wear your car stuff. I mean, probably wouldn't have played too yeah, well. Pretty furious, 15, Paul, as you old. can imagine. Yeah, as you can imagine, pretty furious about it. But yeah, but so well, it's not are. like the old days. I mean, I mean, there were there, you know, you there'd be that situation where you went with a pair of what they used to be called a pair of Winfield Specials. <laughs> oh, really? If money was tight at any yeah. point, you know, not everybody could afford the, the three stripes or or whatever. Yeah, the other members of the Dazzler family or oh, whatever. Yeah, sure, you um. Some people would have to pop off to Woolworths and get a pair of Winfield specials. Winfield specials. Didn't affect their quality of their play. But no, I bet there was did. a bit of, you know, what kids are like. It was a bit of joshing. Look at you and your Winfield games. Yeah, a pair of, yeah. That's right. Off the market. One of our lads, I remember at school, he, he was quite proud of it. He was a good enough footballer to front it out. Yeah. But he turned up one day for football training in his granddad's football boots. Lovely. But as I said, he, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't because he had no options. It was because he just thought he'd... And we would call him Adidas Tom Finney. <laughs> but they were they were proper 50s, proper, for, really up like the leg. Bra- oh, up the leg. Yeah, it was like one of those, like a proper Amazing, boot. good stuff. Anyway, we, uh, we digress. We're going to move to the world of golf now. And it's nearly a year on it. It's a year next week that Tiger Woods had that car accident. And we've had a few cameos from him, of course, turning out to play for his uh, son a short while ago, where he, he looked in pretty good shape. Mm. Um, but we, nobody really quite knows what the situation is almost uh, a year on. Will we ever see him back to anything like his uh, normal self again? Rob Lee joins us now, former tour golfer and uh, Sky commentator. Hi, Rob. 
Hello, fellas. I thought you were going to say nobody really knows what Tiger's doing, so here's Rob Lee. <laughs> <laughs> to fill us in completely and give us the definitive take on what Tiger will be doing. So tell us, Rob, what will Tiger be? Look, none of us know, but I mean, we, it's all conjecture. We know that. But we did have that little tantalising glimpse, didn't we, uh, a little while yeah, ago when he turned out with his son in, in, in the event and, and say, finished second and... Uh, hit some good shots, but that doesn't mean, you know, he could get back out onto the tour, does it? No, no. Here's the thing. I mean, I think we, uh, he was riding around in the car in the buggy mm. with his son and he definitely showed us that he's fit enough to stand there and hit. He can do that, but playing professional golf, you've got to propel yourself around the golf course. And I think even if we see pictures and we have seen recently the last few days, that tiger looks great. He looks buff. He looks strong and all that. That's kind of his torso, his, his leg still needs time to heal. Now, I mean, everyone's getting excited. We're not too far away from April and Augusta that Tiger might turn up there. But I, Augusta, if you've ever been there, it's so up and down Dale. It's so hilly. I can't see that he's going to be ready to do that. Mm. St. Andrews, middle of the summer, dead flat. Different story. Mm. We might assume it's St. Andrews playing. He's he's in the Genesis re-host this week. But he won't be playing at all. He might hit a few balls on the range, maybe. It's all about can Tiger walk six or seven miles a day for sort of four or five days in a row? It's all about that. What about the, the John Daly golf cart uh, exemption? Uh, that doesn't come into play. I mean, that was a, there was enough of a sort of a, a fuss about that, wasn't there? But the, 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 there is no rule, is there? Or there is a strict rule that says you, you can't do I think that. In the majors, you can't, is it? Yeah, well, you know, there was a, there was a, a lad called Casey Martin that had, a, had like a withered leg mm. and he had... He had card dispensation. It's not It's not unheard of like it's never happened before. But I think for Tiger, he's very au fait with what's happened in the history of golf. He knows about the Ben Hogan story. I, I think the Ben Hogan story, and if you don't know at home what it was, he had a car smash at the end of the 40s. Uh, looked like he was going to die. He saved his wife by diving across. Imagine the cars those days when you hit a Greyhound bus are just going to crumple. It did. Somehow he survived. Somehow he got back. And in 1953, he had his best ever year. And, and Ben Hogan had to sort of wrap his injuries and uh, uh, to walk. Tiger's not going to do that in a buggy. You know, if he's going to be mm. talked about in the same breath as, a, as one of the greatest players ever, which he is anyway, but with the comeback to be on the same par as Hogan, he's going to walk. Tiger will not buggy. No way. It's. I mean, when you look back on this on this sort of decade for him, and I mean, it, yeah. it, it is. It's just. It's like a soap story, isn't it? Really, everything it is. that's I gone. Fi- on I find in his it life. fascinating because it, 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 I think it, a lot of it comes from um, playing from such a young age and the pressure of being so great from such a young age, and yeah. yet, and yet he's. Still is very, very supportive of his his young son playing, and it, obviously Charlie Woods plays to a very high level. Yeah, I mean, you can look at look at Tiger Woods with um, his 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 father who was domineering and 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 drove him from a young age, and think kind of Michael Jackson with golf clubs. That's kind of what that was Tiger Woods' life. Mm. He never really had, um, and I'm taking a big jump here, a leap of faith. The life that you two lads had when you were growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Jumpers for goalposts. Did... Yeah, that was those were the days. Pair of Winfield specials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just never he just never had that life. So mm. I, I think he's he's seen that side of things. And I think he's I mean his son Charlie is uber talented. He's gonna try and do the right things, having seen what he's seen, and now he knows what he knows to try and guide him in the right right way. And uh, you know, Tiger, if he'd have remained fit, don't forget he's had nine operations on his knees yeah. and on his back. Anyway, without the car crash, he's had that. For him to continue playing already was um, iffy, you know, 50-50 maybe. So if he gets back from the car crash accident, the leg's strong enough, he's still got the residual damage in his knees and his back. He's got to get past that. But you know, if there's a guy that can do it, if there's one guy on this earth that can do it, it's Tiger Woods. Mm. Yeah. A more single-minded um, athlete I don't think we've ever seen. I don't think we've... Maybe since Hogan. I'm just trying to look up the odds. Odds to win the Open Championship in 2022. I wonder what they're offering uh, at the moment. I've, I've only got them from I mean, the third Claret Jug. Um, do, you know, I, do you know if he turns... If he, well, what, what, what's a moment this year? A moment this year would be, even, even if Tiger turns up at St Andrews and can compete and walk four days and play... 
that's going to be a moment in itself. After, if you saw the wreck, the car wreck that, that he crawled out of, if you saw mm. that or got lifted out of, you would think, I mean, this guy's just, initially it was, this guy's just lucky to be alive. And now because we've grown up with Tiger Woods, we're all sort of romantically thinking, come on, Tiger can come back and win again and it will be amazing. And I'm not saying he's not going to do it. If he tees up anywhere with his clubs, he's only teeing it up not to take part, not for some sort of um, last lap of his career. He's turning up because he thinks he can win. And that is the beauty of Tiger Woods. And that is why we should be excited if he turns up at the Open. Yeah, you could have got 50 to 1 in December. I can't see any reason why the odds would have come in drastically since then. So if you're keen, uh, you may need to update those odds. But Rob, always a pleasure. Good to talk to you. Thanks Thanks, very much. Yeah, great show, fellas. Love it. Take care. Thanks, Rob. That's Rob Lee there, uh, former tour pro and commentator, excellent commentator as part of Sky's team. So it would be be an amazing story to see him back. incredible. I mean, he's had his back's been fused, doesn't it? I mean, he's had all sorts of operations. It's not easy, uh, as, as Rob said. Even before the car accident, he'd had all sorts of operations. I think he'll just want to play until he can play no more. Because yeah. then, because you're a long time retired. Not actually, not in golf. No, how long you're is it? Not, you're not. I mean, Gary Player, etc. <laughs> in golf, still actually, play. Play, play for quite a long time. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you're a long time. Just a long time playing golf. <laughs> Hi um, boys, as, as a, a wearer of Winfield specials in the 70s, yeah. they had three stripes, so with a lot of black polish, you could make them Adidas-ish. Adidas, I do remember. Adidas-ish. Yeah. You could... Alan in Glasgow, thank you, Alan. Yeah, you could take your stripes off to set up some kind of protest. Oh, really? Couldn't you? You could always give that go. <laughs> I'm going to go Google down them. The I've never, I've never go down seen them. down the Cruyff envelope. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was uh, what stuff. constitutes the best of this afternoon's show. And you'll be back on Thursday, I'll see you Thursday, Paul. For Got anything the... planned? tomorrow uh, um, uh, I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. I might go for some nice lunch tomorrow that'd be nice you'd manage to, to think of me Valentine's while I'm sitting there <laughs> talking to Andy because well, nice. yeah, Andy's here from uh, one and we'll be talking Champions League uh, and a whole lot more besides do hope you can join us if not podcasts will be available as always at around four o'clock thanks for listening you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.